0: welcome everybody to the dreamers podcast wow my brain is like fried right now uh i'm I'm the I'm the host i I gotta own this uh <laughs> i I am exhausted Matt I haven't slept after uh, 250
1: much. episodes that's not surprising
0: yeah 200 250 I'm Joe Pardo <laughs> that's right I'm Joe Pardo and this is the dreamers podcast. This is episode 250 and I'm joined by my sidekick Matt Barelli. Matt, how are we doing tonight? I hope you're doing better than me. I I guess so.
1: <laughs> I, it seems that way.
0: Yeah, would would see that way. I am I am pretty wiped out. Um this was a really eventful weekend for me. We, they, uh, my wife had a surprise birthday party because I turned thirty uh, back on Thursday, and on Saturday there was a, a party, and uh, some of my friends from um, New Hampshire came all the way down to to be here, and then they stayed Sunday, and they just left this morning, and so you know, of course, when I don't see somebody for almost like a year, it you gotta you gotta stay up and uh, talk all night, and and then deal with. Ava and and all that. So yeah, it's it was definitely um, it was definitely worth it though. I mean, I'm exhausted, and finally Ava's sleeping. That's why she's not here right now. Um, but it's it's uh <sighs> yeah, 250 episodes, Matt. 250 episodes.
1: So how old were you when you started recording the uh, Germans podcast?
0: Well, it was in 2014 uh, May. Of I have it down as May nineteenth which makes sense because that was that was the that was a monday so i i I think it was uh let me see here of course this doesn't have a date on it oh wait does it wait, maybe it's on the inside May third so may third I ran this race uh and got the um compass so it was the everest challenge down in uh Disney it no longer exists and uh well the race not the not the part not disney uh and and now yeah so i went from from uh that on a plane to to running the show in two weeks so i'm looking at the calendar so that was on the third and i launched two weeks late well a full two weeks later um so yeah the 19th was when i launched the show um may 19th uh 2014 so i guess i i was um it was a two two years ago two years yeah like two years ago so i guess i was 28 at the time 28 yeah and then we've ran um two you know 250 episodes in under two and a half years i mean uh two the the two and a half year mark is like november right may to say yeah five plus six is 11 math um yeah so it's it's under two and a half years did 250 episodes um, and actually now there's like no signs of stopping because now I'm actually bringing uh, a second episode on a week and for all those that have been following along um, it's it, we're, I'm doing uh, topic episodes on Friday and I actually i mean'm I'm, I'm, I'm getting I'm, I've been gearing up uh, to write my third book. But uh, once that is starts to subside a little bit, I, I might be bumping it up to three or four days a week because I've been doing these YouTube videos with Ava, um, and they're topic based, so three to three to seven minutes long, and it's just it's just been like a really awesome ride um, to to do this. So I'm so glad that you, we, we were able to you were able to be here, Matt, to record. I'm glad that it happened, so it wasn't um, a 250th episode was a was a topic episode. But um, yeah, it's it's just wild to think like you start something and and now you're 250 and before you know it, we will be a 500. In fact, we'll probably get to 500 pretty quick if I start ramping back up with the with the addition of the YouTube videos. Um, I just want a quick shout out to to Michael Wolf and Martin. Thank you so much. I appreciate Cheval. Thank you so much. Yeah, tomorrow. Um, we're, right now we're recording live on Facebook Live. Um, usually I mention that. Uh, you can get there from like facebook.com slash super Pardo. um i'm not sure if my video is like cutting out or anything because like i'm watching it live on facebook matt and it's i'm like like <laughs> freezing every which way as we go so uh you know you know matt, it it's fitting to 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 talk about this with you because like growing up, we we were really, or maybe not so much you, but I know I was like really into the idea of like, why don't we have like a video game website? Mm-hmm. You know, we're like a like a like a where you write articles and reviews and all that stuff. And um, I mean, I did a little bit of that, but never like to the level of what we would have accomplished here at this show
1: you know and it's now it's uh it's definitely become more popular I, I can think of a couple different sites most notable being like hardcore gaming 101 is a site that's dedicated purely to nostalgic video game reviews and their whole um, business model is operating off of donations from patreon so you know that, that, and of course you've got stuff like the angry video game nerd he does all these you know retro shows uh uh, retro gamer mag i mean it, it's retro is in as far as games go and it's certainly um you know these guys are, are it's it's their primary you know um uh, mode of business or example you know james Rolfe who does the uh cinema massacre and angry video game nerd i mean that's that's his full-time job
0: <laughs> yeah it, you know? it is But
1: back when we were thinking about doing it i don't think either of us could have imagined like you know, actually turning that into a business. It's like, Oh, this would be a great idea. Like, you know, I love so cool. What an awesome dream. It's like, it's not practical. You know, it's we're not even going to, no, you know, so no, who knows things not. could have gone differently if I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how we would have made money off of it, but, uh, maybe we could have laid the foundation at least.
0: Well, you know, we would have been so early on. I mean, when we were talking about doing that, it, you are talking like, like mid to late nineties, yeah. 97, 98, 99. Um, and the thing is, we had the time to do it too, because we were kids. we could have totally did it we'd still have, ha- we could still have like one of the longest running gaming websites to date, and we just <laughs> didn't didn't do it man it's a shame um apparently, the video is cutting in and out on Facebook live, but apparently audio is good, so thank you uh, for for updating me on that Michael Wolf because I can't listen to myself at the same time as um, I mean, I can only take so much Joe Pardo myself, so I can't listen and, and watch and talk at the same time. It's just, this is a little too much. Um, so yeah, I'm not sure what's, what's going on with my video, uh, or why it's cutting out. I don't know if the internet's slow or something, but, um, I'm sorry, you want to say something?
1: I was going to say, I mean, tonight's technical glitches aside, what would you say has been the biggest obstacle you've had to overcome over the history of the show? <sighs>
0: Yeah, these. Um, I, you know, my it would be myself. Um, I I did a lot of editing when I first got started. I spent so much time editing, hours and hours, endlessly, um, with this idea that well, if I make my guests sound good, then they're gonna want to share the show, and it's gonna be amazing, and everyone's gonna love it. Um, and that you know didn't really end up being the case. So yeah, I
1: suppose you know having to take that much time to make the perfect episode that somebody's gonna listen to in the car get you all know, these other distracting sounds going on. Like, they're not really going to appreciate, I spent hours, you know, editing every single aspect of it. It's like, look, let me just get it out. To make art. <laughs> right. You know, it's it, more content as opposed to, like, three super refined episodes as opposed to, like, oh, I got 15 out this week, and they're all of decent quality. Just, you know, keep cracking them They out. sound good. You yeah. know,
0: I, I I know one of um the other obstacles that I had was... Uh, having a show that wasn't long enough for some people. I know uh, some of my my friends who listen, they're like, you know, the show needs to be like 10 to 15 minutes longer. when I was running shows that were only 30 minutes. And the reason I was running them 30 minutes was because it was less to edit. <laughs> Since I stopped worrying about editing, we've done episodes, Matt, where the whole episode with the interview is like two and a half hours. <laughs> Yeah, yes. it's a lot. It's a lot to listen to, but if you're if you're really serious about this, if you're really serious about, you know, accomplishing a dream, uh, pressing forward with what it is um that, you know, is important to you, then what you what you need to do is make time for it. Um you know, it's it's so easy to like just get lost in that idea that um <laughs> Like it's just gonna happen for me one day, you know. I I once um thought that with with DJing. I mean, if you you look behind me, there's there's turntables here, and um, I, unfortunately, I haven't been able to touch them very much in the last two years because I've been so busy, um, running this 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 thing called a business, this this life, um, this pro, you know, this 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 show, this everything, um, yeah, it's. It, it's, uh, it is really, it's really important that like you, you, you prioritize the things that, that matter the most, uh, to you. But, um, oh, I see why, I see why it's, uh, I see why we're cutting out on Facebook. It's it's actually telling me encoding overloaded. Consider turning down video settings or using a faster encoding preset. Which is weird because I well, I guess you can't change it midstream, so I guess it just is what it is. Um shout out to Beatrice Feeney, who was one of our very or my one of my first interviews on the show, actually. Um she was she was on very, very early Uh, I think I, I don't quite remember who introduced us. Um, yeah, July 22nd, 2014 was her episode. It was episode number 33, which, you know, so, so I gotta say, so I've been going back, Matt, and I've been, um, converting all of the episodes of Dreamers Podcast into YouTube videos so that people can find them and so people can listen to them. Hey, what's up, Jimmy Horn? Uh, uh, you know, so so people can find them and listen to them on YouTube. And, you know, going back, I've done the first 45 episodes up to YouTube. And you can get there from superjoepardo.com slash tube, T-U-B-E. And it's, it's just been, like, such a trip down memory lane. Because, like, these interviews, you know, I, I haven't listened to them since I edited them. For the most part. There's been a couple episodes I went back. But um, it's just crazy because... Like um, it really does feel like just yesterday, even though I'm I'm 250 episodes in. I mean, not every episode's an interview episode, and now with these these mini episodes, I've been having so much fun with those. Um, not just because I get to share it with Ava and have like a interaction with her, but um, getting to share like I have a spreadsheet right of 250 different topics that we've either kind of you know we've talked a little bit about on the show before or topics that we just I just haven't gotten to talk about or topics that come up from like watching a movie or or something like a thought that I have um, and <laughs> so getting to do these these mini episodes is, is going to be awesome but uh it, you know I'm like bouncing around I I am really exhausted so I I apologize for for this but I i am just so appreciated that so many people uh so early on jumped on the idea that we're, i was going to do this show that wasn't based on a super niche like oh this is a show about you know cooking but only cooking with chicken this is this is that the show that where we only cook with chicken and and that's that's it like there's no steak here There's no, there's no other, you know, this isn't the vegetarian show. This isn't the vegan show. This is chicken. Like we love chicken and, and chicken loves us and, and people that gravitate to that idea. Um, but this, this overarching like philosophy of people that just, um, love what they do are doing what they love and they can connect with other people who are, they're not doing the same things, but they can connect on that level of like, wow, I can learn a lot from this person, even though I have zero idea what they're talking about when they talk about the technical aspects of the thing that they do versus what I do. And uh, so it's really, really special. And I learned that really early on. Uh, it was, it was uh, one of my guests and, and very good friends, uh, Jeanette Pellegrini. Um, I think she was like episode 16 or something like that, or I don't know, 30, 30? or I don't know something like that. If you go back you can find her. Um you know, she told me like she's like I didn't know anything about DJing, but like I connected with what that that guy was saying because I'm in photography and we apparently deal with a lot of the same things. Um and how he deals with it is different than how I deal with it. So it was great to learn from somebody who's doing something sim- like in the same vein but totally different. Um you know, it's also been great to to give a platform to people and that's that's something that I've had to learn too, Matt. Over 250 episodes, it's like the show is a platform for other people to come and to take part uh, in, like basically what has become a community of people. I mean, you know, with so many so many interviews and so many uh, supporters, it's it's been absolutely amazing, um, and we've we've built this amazing community of people that have been guests on the show and, and fans of the show. Uh, from all over, actually, all over the world, because I don't just get listens here in America, but like I have a pretty decent UK following, and apparently I have a growing Australian uh, following as well, uh, according to my da- you know the download ca- the st- stats. So, you know, I'm just I'm just really grateful for that because like I. Like the show is is kinda is basically like a business slash entrepreneur show, but it's not like in the sense that everybody else does that hardcore like it this is a marketing show. So we have marketers on the show, or this is a um you know that that aspect of entrepreneurs. Everyone loves to throw that word around, but like to me, it, like these people are just people that are living their dreams, and and we can learn so much from each other. And people have I've learned so much from from doing this show. I mean, one of the reasons I started it was because I didn't know what I wanted to do when I grew up. <laughs> And so I, I, you know, this show has helped me figure out um, quite a few aspects of not just being able to do this show as, like, the main anchor of my boat of what I do. But um, just in general, like, connecting with people and, um, you know, like, early on I told my dad um, when he asked, like, well, what is it that you want to do? I'm like, look, I just want to write, like, when I go to the doctor's office and it says, like, occupation, I want to write Joe Pardo there like i want to be able to write on that paper joe Pardo twice and one of them is going to be in the occupation so um and that's not to say oh well entrepreneur or this or that like it's just the things that i want to do connecting the people that that get it that understand it and it's not just disney people and it's not just this type of people or that type of people but um people from all around the world that that get it that there's that there's more to life than than money, there's more to life than health, there's more to life than people, there's more to, like there's so many different facets and and we're just like a piece of it. And um just getting to revel, 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 revel.
1: Yeah, revel. Revel
0: in that in that um that awesomeness. Yeah, I'm so so thankful for all the people that have been on this journey with me, because it hasn't been easy at all. You know, plenty of times, like, on the couch in the afternoon, thinking, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? I should be at work. I should be doing this. I should be doing that. Um, and it's the people that have gotten it and the people that have been uh, on on this journey with me, whether they realize it or not, uh, that that really has... Uh, helped me, me through this whole process. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to start the pre-show here, like what we're doing now, because it gives me an opportunity to like talk about myself and, you know, not that um, that's all I want to do is talk about myself, but like to to follow my own journey. Cause like having a couple episodes, like before we started doing the pre-show, there was only, I think three or four episodes with me in it where like I was the one being interviewed um, or, or a monologue I did two I think two Beyond the Curtain episodes where it's like I'm the the focal point of this um, of this episode and it's just me talking and, and I mean I know obviously it's me talking most of the time in the pre-shows and um, you know if Matt if you want to say something all you to do you just put your hand up it's like school no, you're, you're, you're
1: just... on a roll I don't want to interrupt
0: uh, <laughs> well that's the sign of a great co-host that <laughs> they don't they or even a host in general knowing when to just shut up and um, let it let it flow, but even when I'm rambling and can't see the path in front of me, um. So, so yeah, I I just really grateful for the people that have been on this journey with me, and and even knowing I didn't know where I wanted to go, um, and and then bringing in the pre show, like I was saying, having this uh, ability to to give myself the opportunity to document my own journey without having to do like a whole separate. Show show called the joe Pardo show where it's like that's what i do um you know we we morphed it you know we we've done things like latter day um where you we i I would tackle a topic with a guest host guest co-host um that was awesome and i know i know quite a few people that really love those i know people that loved the beyond the curtain so it's like everything's just kind of come together it's just a matter of like and keeping it um, fresh for myself, right? Because we get we, well, I get bored, and that's one of the one of the the, the chief inspirations for the show was like, here's a show where I won't get bored because I'm talking to somebody different with a different background, different everything, every week, week in and week out. Um, so I didn't have that that opportunity to be like, okay, let's talk about computer games. Well, I love computer games, or I love Disney, but by you know ten, fifteen episodes in, I'm like, all right, I don't i don't really feel like talking about this anymore
1: yeah you know it's it's funny I mean, you, you said a lot of things are a couple of things that sit out were one is when you're laying there on the couch and you're telling yourself oh i should be doing this or you know i really should be doing that it's like it always reminds me of the um not even voices that are tending to be negative but just the thought that well other people that are older than me or you know been doing this for longer they they i automatically assume they know better so now, like, you hear their voices tell me, oh, I should be doing a traditional job or, you know, I should be, you know, anything that's kind of taking you away from your dream. And that's the kind of stuff you have to kind of, le- you have to learn to shut out. And it reminds me, I was just watching a video the other day. Arnold Schwarzenegger was doing a, um, like, a quick Facebook Live thing, and he ended it with, "He's, you know. I, I did to-
0: see, I didn't right? watch it, but I did see that he had done that. And
1: to summarize what he says, like, I came to this country, and he's like, I had all these attractors. Oh, you talk funny, and, you know, you got no background, no experience, you know. What are you going to do? What are you at? He's like... And I just I just kept telling myself, you know, I want to be the best, at whatever I'm doing, I want to be, you know, the number one. And he's like, and that, so my voice became the only voice that mattered. You know, it's not that you can't pull from other people, but don't let anyone ever tell you that you're not good enough or that's a stupid or you're gonna fail, and and or, or even yourself, because a lot, you know, you get that negative voice, you know, in the, in the back of your mind. Uh, sometimes, you know, your own <laughs> your own worst enemy at times, especially when things are tough. Uh, oh, uh,
0: yeah, yeah, it's, it's definitely not easy yeah, to do what it is that you want to do. Um, yeah, I
1: think you've obviously come along with 250 episodes. I think it's safe to say you've, uh, you know who to listen to <laughs> at this point.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, yeah listen to myself. Yeah. Uh, you know, if I listen to other people, um, too much or followed too many other people and what they're doing, then I, I, 'd be too i wouldn't be doing what right. i'm doing i'd be too worried to, 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 you know to make sure that I fit in with what right. their perspective is and it's you know having i mean i've wrote you know I've written about this mm-hmm. in my book it's it it having multiple perspectives seeing being able to see it like you might not agree with it, but at least you can understand like right. okay this is where somebody's coming from i mean that's to me that's an invaluable skill that takes time to learn to put yourself aside and remove yourself from a situation enough where it's like I don't have to be angry about it just because I don't agree with it Right. let's see it from like why somebody else would think that it might it might be silly to me but at least at the same time like I can understand it
1: yeah you want to be the innovator not the follower I mean you have to be the one that's generating new ideas not just what's everybody else doing let me, let me, let me grab a little bit of that a little bit of this and I'll throw it together And there's a good reason I don't
0: watch a lot of TV man uh, I'm just going to like you know be, <laughs> or, or consume a be lot one of many stuff. you
1: know it's, you want to stand out and, um, you know, listening to yourself and not, I don't want to call them haters, but you know, ignoring the doubters, I guess is, uh,
0: well, you know, one thing I'm going to do an episode, a mini episode about this, the idea that, um, that when I watch, when I do watch stuff, mm-hmm. it's not, I'm not consuming it. Like, and I don't know if most people are doing this if or, or not, but like, I don't consume things so much as I'm studying things. And it doesn't matter if it's an entertainment show, uh, a documentary, uh, it, you know, like watching um, America's Got Talent. It's the first time I'd ever watched a full season of America's Got Talent. It's the first time I watched more than like one or two episodes in a, in a whole season mm-hmm. uh, of that show. And... And I just... the I have such an appreciation for the editing that goes into that. The care that goes into... Ma- like, that is such a huge production. And and all I'm doing is I'm studying it. Like, sure, it's entertaining to a certain extent and all. But, like, I'm studying it. Because I want to know. And I want to figure out all the tricks that they've done. That they've figured out over 11 seasons of doing a show. To make it what it is. Um it's you know that's how i see things is is i'm, I'm constantly studying it and I'm, go- I'm gonna do a whole episode talking about more specifically so i don't want to get i don't want to get too deep into it but um look for that episode i don't know if it's this week or next week i haven't recorded these fries excuse me unlike these interviews my my friday episodes are not recorded um that much ahead of time uh, so the interviews are usually two to three months out, but these, these Friday episodes, cause they're so quick. It's like, I just turn on the camera and we, we, we me and Ava rocket. So yeah. Um, you, yeah. Listening to yourself really, really is a, is a key part. It's that I, it's something that I do. Um, and it's something that I didn't do that. Like I always did it. But at the same time, I always before leaving to do this, to do this show, and but I didn't leave to do the show. But from starting the show and from the time that I, I left my my family's company, um, like I I always looked for permission to do something. So like I'd had this like idea of something I wanted to do, but I would be I'd be pandering for for permission, whether it was from friends or family or something like that. Just looking for somebody else to support it, and now like I don't really like it doesn't really matter to me now if somebody supports what I'm doing or not, um, because I trust myself and I trust um, that you know it might not be perfect, right? At least not in the beginning or the first time around, um, but I've I've gotten enough positive feedback for what I do and how I go how I go about doing things that I'm confident that like, okay, it might not be the most perfect thing in the world, um, but this is how I'm going to do it. And, and I'm confident in that.
1: Sure. Yeah. You've got a clear goal in mind already. So, you know, and it it helps develop that confidence to give you uh, the ability to say, "All right, you know what? I'm done here. It's not, like you said, it's not perfect. It's never going to be perfect. There's no such thing as perfection. I mean, it's like, you know, a friend of mine has been trying to write a book for years and every time I ask him about it, it's like, oh, well, I have to go back and redo these chapters. It's not quite ready yet. And it's like, my friend, when are you going to just bite the bullet and send it in? Because, <laughs> you know, it's never going to be perfect. It's never going to be, the, you're not going to have every single syllable and phrase exactly as you want it. You're always going to look at it. Oh, I should have written this differently. And I should have written that differently. If I have
0: revision two and three and four. and You know
1: who complains about that? Stephen King and how many books has he written you know, everybody... well that's it what was it George R, R.
0: R. Martin asked <laughs> yeah. him like how do you write so so many books he's like I just keep writing I don't stop <laughs> like that's all it is and, and then, an then, then is, I just go oh, back and you know, I
1: used too many adjectives when I was younger I was like these are some like the all time great horror novels I've read <laughs> believe me the adjectives are nobody's worried about it you know you're you're always gonna be your own worst enemy or your biggest critic but you have to know at which point to say I'm satisfied with it I know this is a good product I know this is a good show whatever and just just and just do it don't let hesitation hold you back
0: well people will gravitate towards that and that's but that's one of the reasons why you know i always say tell people and it's it it is kind of ironic that i tell people to niche down when this show isn't niche but the Mm -hmm. other shows that i have done that i have put together uh were very niched and it's very important because you can connect with people on such a deep level very quickly because it's exactly what they're looking for i mean it was it was brought up like hey there's a show it was like 11 shows about metal detectors
1: Hmm.
0: 11
1: i I would not have guessed that
0: no i wouldn't have guessed that either i'm guessing it's like like they're also not just metal detectors like the ones you walk through but metal detectors like like metal detecting on the beach that's what i'm thinking probably yeah that's what i'm thinking too or
1: like you know what yeah, what well, metal detector buy from just getting started? I don't need the
0: but there's eleven of them. But the reason yeah. that there's eleven of them is because people are so passionate about what it is that they that they're doing or they want to do that are like, you know, I'm not I don't really care for that other show that's doing the same thing. Mm-hmm um and then there was two shows about metal detecting <laughs> guys, you know so
1: you know joe and steve aren't serious about metal detectors but tim he's serious this guy's not fooling around
0: right right exactly right. so you know but but it's your personality that that, that bleeds into it and True. and it's all that so um that was something i had to learn um early on a friend of mine was like look joe why why do people watch ellen and i'm like uh because it's ellen she's like exactly you need to be like Ellen. you need to be that that driving force for people to keep coming back and being engaged and and just have a reason cuz the guest isn't going to be there next week but you will you know so it's it's stuff like that like owning what it is you know owning yourself and owning the power that you possess in the first place to do what it is that you want to do um so yeah it's not just about like hey everybody needs to have their own show like i don't that everyone should have their own show necessarily <laughs> um, unless they have a specific topic that they want to talk about that they're so passionate about that they that they don't let things hold them back and you know there's so many re- like uh, having a podcast is not as simple as just turning on a mic it can be but it depends on what you're trying to accomplish with it but sure. um so it's it's important to know what success looks like to you and why you're doing it and all that blah 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 blah. blah. yeah
1: well, I mean, if you're passionate about something, it, it, it implies that you're knowledgeable about it, and people will listen. They'll take an interest. Like you said earlier, they may not understand all the technical aspects of things, but if you are really familiar with a subject and something you love, you can easily make analogies that people will pick up on, and they'll be interested just because you're so excited about it. It's like, well, I, I never thought jelly bean making was that cool, but I kind of want to try it now because this, this person is just so...
0: Hey, there's yeah. that show how stuff's made. There's a podcast sure, about yeah. how stuff works or stuff, whatever. A couple of those, yeah. There's a show on the history channel. It's been around forever, like how 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 it was made. I don't I don't know what it's called. Too tired to think about what it's called. But anyway, um yeah, so 250 episodes. It's I don't know. It's not as much of a milestone to me as like if I, hit, you know, 500 or a thousand, but, but it doesn't really, I don't know. It doesn't it's just, really matter.
1: Just in, our, just in our day of the week. So so it's something. just like my
0: birthday. It was just another day of the <laughs> week. Uh, with the exception of the, the party that took place on, right. uh, on Saturday. So, um, and it is like, well, 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 like last year, you know how I celebrated my birthday last year?
1: How'd you celebrate your birthday? Melissa
0: sure. stopped off at Chipotle and my friend Mike came over and <laughs> we ate Chipotle. And that that was how I celebrated my birthday. Last year, not this year. Um, so yeah, yeah. This this uh I I look forward to going, you know, another two hundred and fifty thousand episodes, whatever. Wherever I you know, I have no plan on stopping because I I feel Um, so passionately, passionately about what I do talk about in the show and the people that i meet and the topics that I get to, to discuss. And like, I, I just, it just is a reflection of, of me at this point, not just my guests. So I would say, um, you know, figure out what it is that you love and, and figure it out quick. And then uh, figure out how much time and energy you have, because that's another thing. Like since having Ava here, like things have changed significantly for me as far as time. Um, it's one of the reasons I don't edit the show anymore. One of the reasons. Uh, it, it's it's not just time; it's energy. So like we're talking now, but like. This isn't getting edited, <laughs> you know. This is going to go straight into the episode, and then from here we're going to make the jump, and then go right into the uh, the interview with uh, Anaya Wolf. I sh- shouldn't have even mention it earlier. Um, yeah, uh, so. You're going to want to stick, stick tune, stay tuned for that because she she's a 14-year-old filmmaker who's making some really awesome stuff. Hmm. Um, you can check it out in the show notes at superjoepardo.com or dreamerspodcast.com. Um, go subscribe to my YouTube page because I need to get to 100 so I can finally secure, secure com slash superjoepardo. Feel free to share it. There's like... 50 plus videos up there right now and uh so you know feel free to watch some episodes listen to some episodes go back in time go back to the beginning of the show and and give it a listen um yeah 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 it's this This is cool this is really cool yeah
1: you know, it's been a journey and one i don't see stopping anytime soon i don't see what could stop you from recording more episodes i mean you know if the the polar ice caps melt, I could just I can picture out there on a rowboat with a megaphone shouting out, it's "Episode 767 of the uh, Dreamers Podcast, Joe Pardo." Anyone within the listening distance.
0: <laughs> you know I will say this though, um, I have been thinking seriously about uh, my you know now that my conference is over. We had an amazing I didn't get to chance t- to-, 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 to talk about this either. My the conference was amazing. Um, Podcast dot com. Uh, we had like seventy five people there. You know, pretty much everybody had an amazing time. Um, there's virtual tickets. So if you want to learn about podcasting or more about podcasting, you can go to millenniumpodcast.com, get the virtual ticket. It's $100 right now. Uh, if you do have a podcast already, actually, uh, I did a private course at my house the day after the, the conference. I was working on three hours of sleep, so you could watch me be even way more tired than I am right now. Uh, on this video or on <laughs> this podcast if you're listening to it um and and uh, i talk uh, the whole thing is about how to turn your podcast into a business so if you go to middlelandpodcast.com um, at the top it says vip course you can go there it's 147 dollars until this wednesday at like midnight or to, i don't know sometime this wednesday there's a countdown thing so whenever that goes it's going up to 197 dollars. so you want to if you're gonna if you're interested in making your your podcast into a business and you want to go through all the ways that you can go about doing that ways that i've experienced personally and, and have done and worked with um to get me to the point where i am right now at 250 episodes exhausted out of my mind um and and Actually twenty one minutes late for a call I was supposed to take. Um yeah. So uh oh and there's there's so many other things coming up. Uh my, it looks like I'm going to Santa Monica uh to speak uh in November and I'll be at DC Podfest. So if you're in the podcasting and you're gonna be in the D C area, shout out to the DC Podfest. You should go. It, I don't know what ticket prices are. They were a hundred dollars. I think they've gone up since since uh i don't know a couple days ago i think i'm not sure you can go check it out com. i think maybe probably just type it in google you'll, you'll find it it's like aol keyword keyword uh dc podfest uh yeah so that's that's the big things uh i did apply for one speaking gig out in like st louis i haven't really had a chance to apply to too many of these speaking gigs lately um but it was if if i get it that'd be awesome get to go speak to a bunch of franchise owners so we'll see we'll see i i doubt i'll get it but you know you never know
1: any hey, chance of you speaking overseas
0: no. uh overseas i, mean, do I don't know any, if anybody's got, listening in you
1: your uk listener base you've got listeners in australia I mean. yeah I, yeah, you i, I, mean, I would love to. that. Would be a, you know, a huge. Uh... Well,
0: so what I was getting at with with you know talking about the Middle Podcast Conference um, with this year the third or not this year but upcoming my third year anniversary, which was I mean we're still like a little ways away, but I I have actually been considering the idea of. Of like renting the same hotel that we rented for the the conference this year and and have for next year, which is um, September 9th, I think, um, for the the podcast conference. But I was thinking about renting the hotel and doing the live show, um, and selling tickets and doing like a doing the fundraiser at you know at the hotel for uh, for Give Kids the World this year to do something different and plus it up, you know, third third years of charm or something like that. They say. Uh, I mean I, I I ideally I would love for it to be like the fifth year to be like all right now we're going to yeah. do this but you know what I I kind of feel like um it would be cool if you know if we could sell you know 50 tickets um I don't know what that would cost how much we would donate like uh if you're inter- if you're listening to this or you're watching this um shoot me a message and let me know that you're interested in this idea of like coming up to to, to Philadelphia to check out uh, a live show of I mean, I've, I was even thinking about taking it to Disney, but the thing is, is Disney—it's so expensive to rent places there, like not outside of Disney, like Orlando, but like inside. Like we were like, "Oh, I'm gonna rent like the Lang Dance Hall or mm. or or something like uh, the Odyssey." Like that's expensive. Plus, you gotta have tickets to go to Disney. Yeah, it, you know, it's not ideal at all. Especially since I don't have like I have a Disney fan base, but it's not. This isn't a Disney show. you, you know so. Um, I would, you know, I, am really interested in doing it. Uh, it would, you know, it would be in May, uh, or April, something like that. And yeah, three year anniversary. Let's, let's rent a hotel and, uh, let's rent a, you know, rent rent a room at a hotel, (laughs) at a hotel. No, I, you know, rent a, rent a the, the ballroom at the hotel and we could raise money and live stream it. And it it could be a lot of fun. I, I would love to take that, that project on and raise a, like a, you know a decent amount of money we'd have dinner and and everything included so i don't i don't know what all that looks like but if you're interested let me know so we can get the ball rolling cuz i don't want to put all the work out and <laughs> we have like 10 people show up um that would not be ideal so um yeah shoot me a message uh yeah and and so yeah nia wolf is coming up uh, after the jump here um, it's been, been so much fun it's been a pleasure to to be listened to we're rapidly approaching uh, 100,000 downloads like very very rapidly um, so yeah I appreciate everyone who shares the show and everyone that enjoys the show I, I you know feel free to reach out like I that's one of the reasons I do this is to help people uh, be better you know better at themselves and better than yesterday and and all that, so, and all that, and I'm like so spaced out. This <laughs> is like this is real talk. Hashtag real talk over here. All right, so um, yeah, shoot me a message. Go to superjopardo. slash tube. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Would love, love, love to get to 100, so I can uh, make a make a URL for myself. So it doesn't have to be superjopardo. slash tube. It could be youtube. dot com slash superjopardo, like everything else. Uh, this was on Facebook Live originally. And Matt, I really appreciate you taking the time tonight. I know you're I, tired. I appreciate I'm
1: you having me on especially for this particular episode. It's quite a, it's really a milestone.
0: It, yeah. it is. It is. I am I am appreciative to be able to be here for 250 episodes, um, not going anywhere anytime soon. And like I said, we're going to be ex- probably expanding the show to more time. I would love to get to back to five days a week, doing mini-episodes with one interview a week. Um, I think that's the goal, but... We'll see. I got a lot doing. I mean, uh, Ava's sitting here kicking around on the camera over here, so that's no bueno, no bueno. Actually, it's like really weird. Like the camera is going crazy over here. Oh my god, look at this! Like, look, it's like it's like jumping frames, so it looks very like haunted or something. Um, I don't know. Everything's broken tonight. <laughs> All right, well, uh, stay tuned. I have to jump. An Iowa 14 year old uh, filmmaker from Philadelphia. It's actually the daughter of Travis Wolf, who was on last week. So if you didn't listen to last week's episode, go back to episode 248 and listen to that episode. Because of that episode, um, I was literally crying, (laughs) uh, literally crying, sitting across from him here in the studio. Uh, listening to him tell his his story about how he got to be a cop uh, and what inspired him to be a cop through races, you know, r- dealing with racism and uh, really really bad family life. So yeah, go back, listen to to episode two forty eight, uh, Travis Wolf. All right, well, thank you everyone, and I will see you after the jump for the interview. Thanks, Matt.
1: Thanks, Joe. Joe, I have a challenge for you. Well, what's that, Matt? I want you to give me a way to support the Dreamers Podcast that's not only easy, but it's not going to cost me any money. Buy stuff on
0: Amazon. Really? Yes. Go to superjoepardo.com forward slash Amazon. Update your bookmark for Amazon to that link, slash forward slash Amazon. Every time you make a purchase, I get money.
1: Joe, and the time it took you to describe that, I've already done it, and I'm a slow typer.
0: You know what? Why don't you go buy some uh, Mavis Typing Tutor on Amazon using the superjoeparter.com forward slash Amazon and help contribute to Dreamers Podcast. It'll be here
1: in two days. Thanks, to Amazon Prime.
0: Hey, Dreamers. Today, I'm talking with Anaya Wolf, who is making her dreams come true by becoming a filmmaker to change other people's perspective.
2: Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so glad to have you here, and I here in the uh minute and a half studio. Uh <laughs> conveniently located in my house.
2: <laughs> well, thank you for I'm I'm glad for being here. Thank you so much. It's a nice little place and I like the room. It's very welcoming.
0: So oh, thank I you. I, I try to keep it as welcoming as I mean, aside from my zombie yeah. uh picture <laughs> over there. I try to get my <laughs> evil dead picture over there. Uh I try to keep it as as you know nice idea. as possible uh and mm-hmm. welcoming as possible so uh, all right exactly. so for all those that don't know Anaya uh I mean she's been making really big waves with her her Short doc. It's short documentary. Short film.
2: Short film. Short yeah. Film, it's but based on film. on
0: true events, right? Yes,
2: it is based on true events. But um, it's about three teenagers who are all going through common issues among the youth that really aren't spoken about, like LGBTQ, uh, substance abuse, uh, child molestation, and subtopics like bullying. So I just wanted to bring awareness to that
0: yes and so you you actually um, shot the original film it's 18 minutes and some yes. seconds um, I actually just finally got to watch it right <laughs> before here or right before we recorded um, oh, cool. it is very very cringeworthy yeah yeah but I, I think that was probably what you were going for yes um, and and I think I, I think partially it's it's even more cringeworthy knowing that you're only 14 years old making this film about topics that most people would not um want to mm-hmm. talk about and in fact even most hollywood films don't even really right well i'm glad it
2: was it was cringeworthy to you because i i want you to feel you know a little bit uncomfortable because you um, cringeworthy isn't even the word that would describe what the child is going through when they're going through those issues. So I'm glad you, you felt something because that's <laughs> all that's the goal for you to feel and for you to um, you know have a perspective on what they what they go through.
0: Yes. So, so did you have to find somebody like did you these are stories that people brought to you?
2: Well my family members actually a lot of my family members have gone through and my peers, a uh, little older than me and my age have gone through these issues, so I had to talk to them and when they were open about speaking about it and get you know their their perspective on things because it's it's kind of hard to put yourself in a situation when you know nothing about it because I wrote the script as well, so I had to reach out so I okay. can make it realistic.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, you pulled from actual people's stories though, because at yes. the end it t- you talk about what's happened to uh, two of the. Two Of the three.
2: Well, those stories were actually at the ending. I kind of made them up myself.
0: Oh, okay, okay. But I wasn't the- sure if they were like specific. No, the
2: like, names wasn't have specific. been changed, but. Yeah. No, not okay. like not that deep. <laughs>
0: so alright so Anaya uh, I don't think we actually even mentioned the name of the film which is Skin yes Uh, and you can find it on YouTube at
2: yes you can find it at YouTube by searching in my YouTube channel name which is Anaya Wolf it's A-N-I-Y-A and Wolf with an an E sorry (laughs) Wolf with an E and you can follow our progress on the movie because right now we're actually extending it we raised $9,000 to extend it into a feature film which is about 80-90 minute film so So if you're interested in following the film's progress, you can go to the Facebook page. It's called The Skin
0: Movie that is amazing congratulations on on a successful kickstarter of nine thousand dollars right
2: Uh, we lost hope for a second though because it was like at the second week we only had one more week left and um we only raised two thousand dollars and we're like we are not gonna get this but then out of nowhere people started reaching out like at at very last minute people donating thousands literally thousand dollars so It all came together at the end. So thank you for everyone who supported. And we're still fundraising right now. If you would like to help, we're selling t-shirts. You can go to beautyscenephotos.com. That's the name of my photography business. Yeah, well,
0: we're going to get there too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, talk to me. All right. So why don't you give some more background about yourself?
2: myself well i'm 14 years old and i started i found out my uh passion for filmmaking last year it was seventh grade summer so it's about exactly a year and it all started when i was eight years old and my childhood dream was to be a singer like do you you know who hannah montana is
1: yes i do
2: well that was she was like my role model had hannah montana room guitar uh bracelets it was just everything was hannah i wanted to be a singer but then i slowly drifted off into acting and my parents at first they didn't take me too seriously. And honestly I wouldn't have taken me myself seriously either, no knowing that it was like I wanted to be a ninja princess and then actor. They didn't really take me serious until after I continued with that for a couple of years. So I started acting on professional sets around when I was twelve years old and one day on on set it kinda kicked in on how much it takes to create a film. So um I started going on YouTube channels to learn more about, you know, editing and and camera and all that. And I I made my own YouTube channel and I started making my own YouTube videos. And then I found out about a high school. This is about seventh grade, um, about a high school that teaches film, but you had to audition for it. So last year I created my first short film called Selfie Wars. is 32 minutes long and it's about teenagers in the digital age. So it's basically two clicks of girls fighting over social media likes. So I made that and then I got in. I found out that I was accepted earlier this year. So now, this is where I am now. I decided to be cyber schooled for my 8th grade year because I didn't want to stop filmmaking it was seventh grade summer that i started and i loved it so much that i decided for eighth grade i wanted to put aside school so i could have more time i still do school i didn't like drop out or anything but (laughs) i have way more time so to uh work on my craft
0: well, I mean, so with the passion and everything, happened. I don't think anyone would be too, I mean, aside mm-hmm. from your parents, I don't think everybody would be too surprised that you're like, yeah, well, I dropped out. And it would make for a great story, you know, 15 years from now when you're super successful at mm-hmm. what you're doing.
2: Yeah. I made a big <laughs> sacrifice leaving, you know, eighth grade, all my friends and all that. So hopefully it pays off. I know it will. Hopefully. I don't know. We'll so
0: <laughs> so what, what were some of the first steps that you took once you decided that you wanted to start a YouTube channel?
2: The first steps I took was, um, Watching other people's YouTube channels. I had made a friend in the acting industry um, that, that was a YouTuber. And she had a following of 8,000 subscribers. Her name is Lisa Beverly, if you want to check her out. And I really looked up to her. I used to watch all her videos, ask her for advice. What camera did she use? And we actually collabed. And that was a great day. Because, um, you know, she I look up to her. So for her to want to collab with me, that was cool. So I started off by watching other people's works tried to mimic it
0: yeah it is magical when when somebody that you look up to like re- you know you reach out to them and they actually reach back to you mm-hmm. and then they're like hey let's do something together yeah it's the best um, thing ever it, it doesn't <laughs> always happen but when it does it it, it definitely feels very special mm-hmm. um especially just, i mean just getting to meet people that you um admire their work right. like is, is always just being
2: a- in the same room sometimes like concerts and all that is <laughs> a great feeling <laughs>
0: So, how did your family take all of this? Well, at first, at first, the acting, and, and then mm-hmm. transitioning into um, to, to, to filmmaking.
2: My parents were so supportive because, um, as I said, the the problems are in, in skin they've gone through during their youth. So, for me to you know want to be. Uh, different and a little bit more positive and wanted to change my life other than what they've gone through they were so supportive of that because they um they don't they didn't wa- they just wanted me to be happy so they were they were so supportive they got me a camera um I actually i decided to start my business beauty scene photography because i wanted to i wanted them to stop paying money for me to get all the stuff that i needed for filmmaking so that's that's where my business came in
0: so uh, we'll talk a little bit about that so you you all the money that you raise through through the business goes mm-hmm. towards your towards your filmmaking. Yes.
2: Right? Barely any of it stays in my pocket. It usually goes back into the business or filmmaking. So
0: And how long have you been doing photography?
2: Um started photography i've always i'm not you know what snapchat is mr pardo yes
0: of course i, well, I'm I, not I don't friend. have it um or i do have it i just don't use it um mm-hmm. but i do know what it is
2: well um i'm that friend. i like snapchats everything i love taking pictures i actually have a wall of just pictures so um i started taking photos as soon as i got a phone but professionally i started earlier this year so
0: okay very yes. cool so, so you enjoy that a lot too, or do you feel that it takes away from the time that you would be doing the filmmaking? Well,
2: I I love filmmaking way more than um photography, but I need I need to fund my projects and photography. It isn't a burden to me because I I used to do it all the time, so now I'm just doing it with a professional camera, and people are just paying it paying me for it now. So I um I don't mind doing it too much. <laughs> so.
0: So what would you say the biggest roadblock you've had is?
2: Time management, uh, because I used to always be used to just go, coming home from school, doing my homework, take a snack, go to take a nap, watch TV. Now, um, I don't do any of that. My sleep schedule has completely changed. I stay up till five in the morning. I sleep through the whole entire morning and wake up in the afternoon. And then and I, I find myself scrambling. And I don't eat as much because I'm always, you know, working on my craft to get better. I barely hang out with my, well, I try to hang out with my friends, but, you know, they're always in school. Now it's summer, so we can hang out more, but, yeah.
0: But then busy with, with other stuff. Right, right. So
2: <laughs> I always try to, you know, block off days just for myself, but there's always something to do. So time management has been the biggest roadblock.
0: Well, yeah, because I, I feel like even the days that I block out for myself, I still like I'll wake up a little bit earlier so I can get something yes, done, or yes. I'll go to sleep a little bit later so I can get something done. Because mm-hmm. if I don't, me personally, if I don't uh, feel that like I've gotten anything accomplished in that day, that other than relaxing, or because mm-hmm. relaxing is part of the process of creativity. If right. you're not relaxed, if you're constantly under you know pressure to to create something new or, or develop something new, it it, it's, it makes it very difficult to mm-hmm. to press forward. So. Um you know, even even on those days I'm still trying to like right. let me squeeze I feel in a guilty. Little bit or something.
2: I feel guilty if you don't do something all day I, is... I
0: do. I do.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I can I can agree.
1: Um
0: so so you earlier you said that your your childhood dream was to to be a singer. Yes. Uh thanks to Hannah Montana. Yeah. Uh what what would you equate that like so what what part of that brought you to filmmaking would you say like through i mean Mm -hmm. i guess through acting through filmmaking
2: well hannah montana was um she was an actress she used to act on the show as two different worlds so she would be Miley Cyrus which is who she is and then she had like an alter ego which was Hannah Montana so she used to act like that and one day I was um, walking with my grandmother down the block and she asked me what I wanted to be when I grew up and I told her a singer and she was like mm, you seem more like an actress and I was so random I was like why and she told me I had a nice personality and I just I was more outgoing so I also, look, I also looked up to my grandmother a lot at the time I still do just for her being so strong after all the things she's been through so i took her word on it and then i started loving it so doing school plays uh i did a musical before i was singing and uh dancing and acting at the same time so <laughs> that was a bridge i think a bridge from singing and acting because i liked the uh, acting and the musical
0: yeah, musicals are definitely definitely difficult because um, not only mm-hmm. do you to know the lines, you gotta know how to sing, and then you gotta be able to move across the stage yeah. and and, do and all occasionally that. dance. So and dance, like, sing, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's uh, a, definitely very difficult, yeah. especially for for I would imagine for younger yeah. uh, people, especially ones that don't necessarily have the lung capacity to be right. dancing, running across the stage at the We did Footloose, you oh,
2: know, wow. Footloose, <laughs> Get Loose, something like that.
0: So oh, you can sing better than that. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> Anaya, what do your dreams for the future look like?
2: Well, I I used when I f- first started filmmaking, my big goal was to get an Oscar, be the youngest uh, director ever to receive an Oscar. But what, then, what's the
0: age? What like twenty
2: three? The youngest nominee was twenty three, and I believe the youngest winner was in his thirties. Oh. So, right. So, okay. that I okay. think I can do it, but that's that's a goal of mine. Well, that's that that's an inspiration, but my goal really is to, as I went along, is to really just change people's lives through my films. So, that's that's something that's there that kind of pushes me forward, but I rather change my goal is to change other people's lives and hold a trophy. So,
0: that's well, and speaking about that though, and 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 you and you should because the goals. You know, without having those those goals to accomplish, you know, it, it is, I mean, there is no greater award when it comes to filmmaking. I mean, there's, sure, there's film festivals and stuff like that. Right. And, you know, it, sometimes people would be like, oh, you don't have to have the trophy, you know, that's not, but that obviously that's not why you're doing it. But mm-hmm. it, it, it gives that self-validation right, right. of, like and not just self validation but validation to like the rest of everybody else that's mm-hmm. why it's like oh golden globe nominee blah 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 like <laughs> yeah it's, i mean just to be nominated is is an honor yes. in and of itself because and and think about now with youtube like everybody's making a film Mm -hmm. Of some sort of, you know, whether it's uh, just a talking face or Mm -hmm. uh, a documentary or short or something. That's why
2: I believe the story is um, as stronger than ever because it's I feel like it's easier nowadays just to buy like a hundred dollar camera and you can make something look even with your phone. You can make something look so, you know, movie like that's why right now I'm working on the script because a good story is what will sell. I believe not just eye candy.
0: I I would agree, and and when you look, especially if you look at the, you know, some of those shorts and some of those documentaries aren't necessarily, that win or even are nominated aren't, you know, Mm. using... Tens of thousands of dollars worth of camera equipment and, and right. lighting and all that it's it 's a matter of where, where the story starts, and the content is is mm-hmm. still king it like you know if you have the content at eighty percent the it'll ca- you know the the experience will carry you that extra twenty if mm-hmm. your equipment isn 't you know the best i agree but even then like even with just the phone is enough mm-hmm. to create stuff that people actually want i mean Apple themselves they um they put out commercials now with just a picture for the, like oh shot on the iPhone.
2: Right, I see it. The little billboards. I've been seeing that around recently.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, even on TV. Like I've seen mm-hmm. a couple commercials where like oh here's a sh- you know a short film or um oh did you see that the Apple commercial with the was it called onion or something like that? It was like a short film that they they created specifically for the commercial. okay, And there, you'll have to, I'll have to show it to you. Yeah, I want to see it. <laughs> it's incredible. Um, but, but it's the whole idea of like, look, even with just your, your phone, you could shoot a film. That's enough. Now with your phone, obviously the sound quality is good. And sound is, is super important.
2: Well, they actually created, I was looking for sound equipment to, um, you know, put in skin, invest in for my feature film. And I came across, they had a whole sound thing for your phone. Dude, the, the headphone, the ox, the, the whole yeah yeah they had like a whole road mic connected it was crazy it's it was possible
0: like... i mean i have <laughs> lab mics a road lab mic like um, lab that i haven't re- really used it a whole lot yeah but it's you know they do have stuff like that and it's mm-hmm. so it, it's possible and and it's usually not that expensive like a 100 bucks or something yeah, like that not at all. To, to increase your sound quality by like you know right. 11 it's it's great i love it yeah well, that's an old joke from spinal tap um So, so and I, is there any last thoughts you'd like to share before we wrap up and let people uh, know how they can connect with you online?
2: Well, you can connect with me online. Uh, I have my business page, my business website called Beauty Scene Photos, and it's seen like acting like S. S-C-E-N-E. Stay in school, kid. Yeah. (laughs) Not seen like S-E-E-N. So it's com, And from there, it has links to my Facebook page, my Instagram. You can message me if you want uh, shirts or CDs. We are fundraising. So if you want to contribute that way. And that's how you can connect with me.
0: Awesome! Yes, I will have those links. And I gotta say this: I love the shirts. Uh, mm-hmm. I have one sitting in front of me. So thank thank you for that. No problem. Um, it was an honor to get to help uh, kickstart your your uh, your film, your full length yes. feature film.
2: Thank you so much. I see you always comment like the the SpongeBob, like woo! Yes. I laugh every time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, because we're you know, the, with with the way that Facebook works, you know, it, mm-hmm. more comments, more stickers, more likes, it makes mm-hmm. more people actually see it. Right so every time I see it you know or even just um doing the reaction gives it more juice for more people to see it so right. it's like i I want people to see it, and mm-hmm. that's why I've also shared it as well uh because it, it it is an important topic and it's an it is um like I said earlier a cringeworthy topic that most people want to shy away from but mm-hmm. it's 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 discussions that we should have and it's great that there's a film um that is more cringeworthy because of the age of the <laughs> of the film director and writer and- <laughs> uh well director producer producer director producer basically writer. producer
2: did a little bit of everything <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. uh, as well as the editing right yeah, yeah. editing and, and editor sure did, as well so. well come on you don't want to take away any of the titles that you can give yourself people love sure. titles mm-hmm. um yeah so it's 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 great to have a film out there that that opens up that conversation for people And, you know, who knows where where that could go once the film is done. I mean, I'm so
2: excited. This new script is coming around so well. Like, I can't wait just to film it and put it out there.
0: Yeah, so I, <laughs> I you know, I, I'm looking forward to it as well, um, and thank I can't, you. I can't wait till you, till you get there, and we'll see, we'll see what happens once it's done.
2: Thank you, thank you. I can't wait to, you know, debut it, world premiere. Well, when,
0: uh, when do you expect to be de- completed?
2: Next year in spring. I really want to take my time on this, you know, with the editing. I want it to be precise. Hopefully, we can get a distribution deal. That's the big goal, at Sundance. So, we're praying.
0: Well, yeah, because mm-hmm. uh, that's right. You and I, I think I wanted to mention this was that mm-hmm. you you did run into another roadblock as far as being able to submit to film festivals at being yeah. under eighteen.
2: That was a roadblock, especially. Um, I I but I've learned a lot because uh, my first uh, short film selfie wars we had a lot of like copyrighted songs that i wasn't i it was my first time so i didn't even know all of that stuff but the logos and songs and all that we had to give credit it was just too much so that film was just there we didn't get to submit it into any film festivals or you know really have publicity or put on tv because of everything that was in it so with skin that was you know skin was a product of what i've learned from selfie wars (laughs) And, uh, yeah, the 18-year-old thing, an older thing, sucks a lot. But they usually have, uh, youth, like, youth parts of each festival, but they don't get a lot of submissions.
0: Oh, so. uh, okay, okay. So, well, there you go. There's your opportunity to get an award because right, there's right. less competition. <laughs> <laughs> so. uh.
2: Kind of fills it in.
0: <laughs> well, Anaya, I really appreciate you taking the time to come out here into Jersey land and mm-hmm. uh, be a part of the Dreamers podcast. And I, I look forward to sharing this interview. And I look forward to having you on the show again, maybe sure, in a hey. year. Once you get the film done, we'll I would we'll love get you to. Thank you on.
2: for all the opportunities. I love your home. It's so comforting and sweet.
0: <laughs> well, thank so, you. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> thank you.
0: Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Dreamers podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Dreamers Podcast. Join us on
1: Facebook at facebook.com slash dreamerspodcast. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on the Dreamers Podcast, please send an
0: email to j at JPAR.co. This podcast is
1: copyright 2014 by JPAR.co.